I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We just have a good rhythm together, you know, like... He sort of feels me out, I feel him out, and uh, we go for it. Welcome to the Worst Idea of All Time, Season 4, Episode 15. I want to cut my head off. Hiya, Tim. How are you? Bad. Oh, that's a shame. What could have possibly brought on this lousy mood? I don't even... I If it's... This is our show, so we get to decide whatever the fuck we want to do. And the rules are that we've got to watch the movie, but the rule is not that we have to talk about the movie. So I, I don't want to talk about the movie. I'm done with it. I'm not. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, well, do you want to talk about the viewing experience you've had? So for context, uh, once again, we're apart. I'm in uh, Los Angeles, California. Tim, uh, presumably Graylin. Mm-hmm. Sort of a midday screening, if my understanding of time is correct. Sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's midday now. Sort of, yeah. you know, uh, uh, broke up the middle of your day. Um, How about interesting, you? Interesting, isn't you it? Run me, we, run me through it. How did, what was your viewing experience? Sorry to interrupt you. What's interesting? Well, it's just interesting. We're both experimenting with different times to watch the movie, and it seems to me, Tim, that this mm. movie is consistently bad across most times during the day. Um, and I'd say this is probably true for most, you know, not just films, but bits of art, wherein, uh, you know, because in terms of uh, mood and thought processes, as a person, you know, you're, you can be quite different late at night from how you are in the morning. Uh, mm-hmm. And you'd think that there'd be do some you mean carryover me, of that. I mean, or do you uh, mean one. one can be? Yeah, right. One can be. Uh, you'd think there'd be some sort of carryover of that where, you know, you could watch a movie in a certain mood and uh, find it enjoyable. But it's, you know, this wily film is proving it's very difficult to pin down a time whereby, you know, it's <laughs> this infuriating experience suddenly becomes enjoyable. I watched it first thing this morning. Um, I have recently uh, traveled from Bangalore, India to Los Angeles, uh America and jet lag had me up at uh, Sparrows this morning, 6.15, and I knew I had the podcast hanging over me today, so I thought, what better way to kick things off and use this um, time than with a screening? And um, it was bad. You know, I'm not going to lie to you, Tim. I didn't enjoy Mm it. The thing is... (laughs) Yeah, tell me what the thing is. It's a really... (laughs) Long movie. Yeah. And <laughs> we've done this dance, haven't we? Do you know, and to, just to fill everyone in on the timeline of how things have transpired, we've only just, so when we're recording this, we've only just announced uh, to the public that we're doing this. And the people who are very familiar with the project are, expressing a lot of concern <laughs> and one note that keeps coming back is were you guys aware that this movie is actually slightly longer than the second one <laughs> which i confess i did not know that uh, was, I, um, I knew that they were in the same family in terms of length or runtime um yeah but this doesn't just seem to be longer by minutes this movie 
when you're watching it, seems to last for um, all of linear time. Yeah. Have you just forgotten, though, do you think, the feeling of when we were watching Sex in the City 2? Uh, I have <laughs> I have no axe to grind against Sex in the City 2 <laughs> at this point in time, Tim. Um, I feel like, you know, I, I, I whittled the blade of that axe all the way down to the the wood to the handle mm. and it was just a yeah. sort of you know a, a stick um i i think i have forgotten but the, i mean when you're in the middle of it you know like when carrie and bigger on the phone and she's talking him down when he's freaking out the night of the wedding yeah i was just so like <laughs> inconsolable in the knowledge it's like because i was like oh, in my head man. i was like that there was actually a pretty good speech, and I've thought that before. I thought Carrie does a yeah. good job of talking him down from the ledge there. She does, like, but she there's does. so oh, there's just so much to go through for Ugh, the same. I'm yawning just thinking about it. Just for that moment. What is the same outcome as if mm. they just managed to get married in the first place? What is it about this this particular viewing? Just fucking knock my socks off in a bad way, like in whatever the negative version of that is. It was astounding. Strapped your socks I feel on. Taped your socks yeah. down. I fucked with my socks, man, in a big way. Yeah. Uh, uh, my viewing experience, if I may, just to bloody fill the time in, fill in the seconds. I actually, I had to get a bit creative because I recently, uh, as you know, smashed my cell phone. Um, yeah. uh, oh, well, probably actually only as Guy knows. This was during Till Death Do Us Blart, which is our eternal podcast, which we do with the McElroy brothers. Look, there's no getting around it. We do this to ourselves. There's no one else to blame. Um but anyway, I broke my phone watching Paul Blart Morgoff too, which is a funny sentence. I dropped it um, while while watching it on the can. I you, dropped it, it was, from a, Tim was shaking with laughter. Yeah, that, that would have been surely it. It dropped like, this is what I can't get over, modern phones. I got a, a, a pretty new Samsung, dropped it from a, a height of less than a meter onto um, onto a wooden floor. And it has a case on it, and it still smashed the screen. It's like, fuck, for real? Really? And I've got, um, I didn't realize, but I've been paying for insurance on this fucker through my telecommunications provider, and it still cost me 200 bucks on top of the insurance just to get the screen fixed. It's bloody bullshit. But anyway, that? so what's happened is I've had a loan fight. <laughs> hey, Tim, <laughs> I didn't, can I just say... Yeah. I really enjoyed your gripes with the state of technology and the costs <laughs> of fixing smart this is, phones. This is going somewhere. So I've had a I've had a loan phone while that one's been in the shop, and I didn't really have to load any apps onto it because it's like oh, I'll get the other one back. But what I the one thing I do desperately need to make sure I have on me at all times is Sex in the City. So I loaded that onto the phone, and um. I I got our times wrong for the record today. So I ended up watching a lot of it like on the bus on the way out there and then mm. in an Uber. And it was quite a juggling act to do the Ubering because I sort of had to like order it on the old phone at you, the last minute um, just before I factory reset it to get the new phone. And... Are you embarrassed when you're watching? Yes. Yeah, I get embarrassed too. I turn the screen brightness down. Specifically, it, so other people can't see it. It's so stupid. Like, who cares? You know, do you I, if yeah. you watch other if you watch other bad content on your, uh, you know, phone or a, a device in public? Do you hide that? If you're reading a bad book, do you hide the cover? Oh boy! If I'm reading a book in public, I will let everyone know about it. It doesn't matter what the book. I'll just be like, "Look at me! I'm reading a yeah, book." Yeah, that's true. You treat books it like so microphones rare. when you're out on the street. As soon as you're carrying yeah. one, you're like, "That's right, everybody! Watch Check out. it out!" Excuse me. me, is this door wide enough for my intellect to fit through? Because it is a wide berth. I'm a. I'm. A, I've recently gotten back into books, but I'm Kindle through and through. I just I read it yeah. on my uh, tablet. There's a delightful anonymity. Books are in a so Kindle. much better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like hmm, could be anything. Could be Fifty Shades of Grey or um, you know a physics textbook. 
probably not a physics textbook though. Uh, any book is better than sex. Also, in the city, probably though. not Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, uh, and, why not? And that is untrue, Tim. Hmm? There are books that are worse than Sex in the City. Name two. Uh, Sex in the City, the movie, the book, an adapted text. <laughs> There's no way that's real. There's I, no way. I feel like all movies get turned into books now, and vice versa. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's <laughs> vice versa. Every They've run out of ideas in Hollywood, so every single uh, book that is written becomes a film, and every film that is written that is successful does retroactively become a book. Everything's just circulating. Um, that's bullshit, man, because some things lend themselves to a specific medium, you know? Oh, yeah, but, you know, anything can be done well in a new medium. So. No, not true. So, you know, there's some book, and don't ask me to name one, for the love of God, don't ask me to name one. But there's some books that just should be left as books, even novels, like fiction books, just nah, leave man. it out. There's no need to make it a film. Everything can be filmed and edited and put on a screen now, Tim. What is your fucking beef with the advancement of technology? I don't want to labor through a book. It's humiliating. Anytime I see someone reading a book in public, I smash mm. it out of their hands and I put a smartphone yeah. in their hands and I go, get it to <laughs> fucking gather. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny to buy a ton of like cheap Android tablets just to have a stash of them in your pack and walk around anyone who's reading a book to sort your fucking life out just throw the book away and give them a tablet? I'm telling you, this is what I do. What are you fucking doing? It's 2018, you time-traveling son of a bitch. Get this in ya. There's YouTube now, Tim, you crazy yeah. kook. Tim, if people didn't read books, then they wouldn't be able to come up with such inspiring sentences as, with my mind prenuptially preoccupied, I became delinquent with my library books. So now the tragic love stories it? of Wuthering Heights and Love Story were going to cost me more than a few tears. Did you memorize it or did you write it down this week? Carrie Bradshaw, 2008. You'll never know. <laughs> there is still my, my most hated line in the film. Uh, not my most hated moment, but definitely my most hated line. It's, it's What gets me, it is an annoying line because it's like needlessly wordy, which can be fun mm. if deployed correctly, but is not in this instance. Yes. Is uh, yeah. where she says... What the tragic love stories of Wuthering Heights and Love Story? Like, there are so many romance novels that don't involve you repeating the same two words. Yes, exactly. It's madness. You got it, man. It is. Yeah, of all the books in all the world that you could have picked, and I know that you want to pick famous ones, but fuck me, pick something else that's not love story. You've just said it. Oh, I'm glad they say so Wuthering right. Heights, though. Don't you love that song by it, Kate Bush? It freaks me out. We've talked about this before. It terrifies yeah, me. I, that song. Is it you? Are you the person who specifically yeah. is really? A, yeah, yeah, that's right. It scares the shit out of me. It's the only piece Wuthering, of music I, Wuthering, that I know Wuthering, of. Wuthering, who is this? It's Kathy. I come <laughs> home. Oh, yeah, there we so go. Uh, do you know that the New Zealand opera singer Hayley Westenra uh, performed Who a, I went to school with. a cover of that song? That's right. On one really? of one of her albums that Mum always used to listen to. I knew that version before the Kate Bush version. And frankly, How's her version? it's terrible. I was glad to hear the Kate right. Bush version. I was glad to hear you know dirty it up, muddy it up a bit, have a bit of fun with it. Yeah, Hayley's so yeah. prim and proper. Yes, she is. New Zealand songbird Hayley Westenra. I reckon she's living off of the. Probably hundreds of thousands she earned from her successful singing career. Man, I don't know about that. I heard this is this is vicious New Zealand rumor mill shit. <laughs> but I heard that that album that she the first album she put out like almost bankrupted the family. Oh, just doing all the yeah, you know all the stuff around yeah. that production. Yeah, I hate to hear that. Yeah, you do, man. You absolutely do. As, as much as I might not be a fan of Hayley Westenra's music, I, I wish no. No uh, ill fate or harm to her or her career, for that matter. She's undeniably got a beautiful voice. Um, I need to dabble in um, other Kate Bush music, I think, because I'm, I'm not very familiar with her other back catalogue, uh, which is to say I don't know her other songs. 
There's at least one that's quite famous, isn't there? There's at least one other big, big old hit. I'm, I'm looking it up. You can hear me click clacking away. Um, I don't know what it is. Wuthering Heights is all that comes up on the first page. I think she sings running up that hill. How's that and go? if I could, I'd make a deal with God. Do, 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 do. Be running up that hill. It's a good song. Oh. Placebo covered it, I think, as well. Anyway, look, this is all uh, well and good, but I really want to kick around in the the dirt with you, buddy. No. Um, no. I don't know. Just stay in here with me. Tell stay me your shining light. I don't what oh it was the woman who serves the wine when Carrie and Miranda are having their Valentine's Day dinner. Do you know what? Together. I'm glad you chose her. She's a bit of an unsung mm-hmm. hero of the film, isn't she? That scene doesn't make a lot of logical sense. Yeah, I'll never cool. it's, it's it's sort of emerging to me as this, <laughs> the, the sandwich sandwich because it's quite like it's uh it's quite a pointed <laughs> thing, you know. There's quite a lot of elaborate setup with regards to the number of balloons. But this is one of the more emotionally tense and serious scenes, and you know, what was the sandwich? De- what was the sandwich debate all again uh, that we had? It was someone falls off a camel, and <laughs> oh, she fought. That's right, Charlotte falls off the camel, and she says she's just having a little sand sandwich. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and that's only yeah. <laughs> That's right. God, we spent a long time discussing whether that qualifies as a joke. Or well, yeah, but like the <laughs> guy who's the real fucking idiot, the person who made the movie, wrote the script, and got paid handsomely and moved on with their life to another project. Well, these two <laughs> certainly it's it's never not been us, Tim. Uh, but like the number of balloons, it just feels like you know it, it's like a Chekhov's gun that never goes off. Pike mm. King's balloons. Um, do you? What do you want to have happen to the balloons? Do you want them all to start popping, or I just I want them you, in an what, out. I want them in an out and out comedy scene. Uh, or okay. I don't really want them at all. Like it's yeah, that's fair because she doesn't get completely entangled by them, but she does get yeah, mildly like, slowed down yeah. as she grabs her. But coat not and in puts a funny on. way, or even in a way that adds to the moment. Mm. You're just like, "Jeez, that's a lot yeah. of balloons." Um, but mm. I'm glad you singled out the, yeah, right the uh, waitress because I think that she, um, you know, she week in week out, she she does what she can for the for the cast and crew. There's a lot of great. A lot of great wait staff in this film. Um, the other one, of course, the uh, waitress who comes over to mm. serve Charlotte um, just before she, her water breaks because she sees Mr. Big and has to exit stage left. Whatever happened to Snagglepuss? <laughs> didn't see him oh, anymore, you? could say I'm trapped in a cage, enraged even. <laughs> uh, I still see him when I look him up on YouTube after I've smoked an unholy amount of weed. <laughs> um, <laughs> Are you a big snaggle puss guy? I've never talked to you about snaggle puss. From time to time, yeah. I uh I get down with the puss. Um But I want to say, well while I think that the waitress brings a lot of uh consistency in, in her performance week in, week out, I um mm. I kind of found Chris Noweth as Mr. Big to be all over the shop this week. Um Yeah, I'm with you on that. I didn't know if it was a character decision or something that was going on off camera with Chris, but uh, right from the outset, when they're looking around that first apartment and he says, um, Carrie looks at the tiny closet and she says, oh, I can see, now I can see what the divorce was about. And Mr. Big says, uh, I can build you a better closet. But the way he delivered it this week, the words like crawled out <laughs> of his mouth, you know, very patchy. He's like, I can build, it's like a, uh, yeah, I can build you a better clay. He's like doing a sliced alone sort of thing. And then just by oh, turn, no. mm. um, he was running hot and cold. You know, I got the feeling he might have been on drugs or something, but he was, he did not have his shit together. <laughs> not at all. Big's never been a consistent knock it out of the park kind of actor, though. Yeah, but he's sort Chris of, is- he's, he's, uh, He's flown by. He's flown under the radar the last couple of weeks, I think. Um, right, and he just. He, I was really. I was all over him like white on rice, and uh, I just. Do you know? 
found him to be really up and down. I agree with you. Something that I noticed this watch as well is um, <laughs> uh, at the start of the film, there's an introduction sequence, a montage, as the sort of credits are rolling up with Carrie explaining who everyone is and where they're at. And it sort of shows you where they got to at the end of the TV series. And that montage beyond anything else just begs the question, why does this movie exist? Because everyone's been given a pretty good end point. Oh. And Carrie's going through listing all of that. She's like, look, I got Mr. Big in the end after all the turmoil and years of back and forward. Um, Charlotte, finally, uh, she she traveled to China and back to get her child and her and Harry are very happy with their family. And Miranda, um, she what did she say? She she was into tough love, but now she's she's stuck with Steve. And they've they had a baby, and there they live, figuring it out. And Samantha, well, she moved to Los Angeles <laughs> to pursue her next career goal. Every and it's like okay, every cool. single time. So, sorry, just quickly, every single time with that Samantha, but it's it's always to me uh, Darwin and the wild thornberries. <laughs> and Samantha, well, she found, she us. found us. That's exactly right. <laughs> it kills me every week. Uh, but yeah, and it's just like I got to the end of it this this time, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I guess we kind of fucking nailed it in the TV show, then, guys. I guess there's no reason for any of us to be here, huh? I guess we're pretty cool. Well, yeah, they did such a good job of making these characters get to the end of their arc, and then. I think that's the annoying thing about these two films is like, I think because they got everyone to a pretty good, satisfying place at the end of the TV show, I assume, I didn't watch it, but based on the, the, the wrap up that uh, previously on Sex in the City, uh, they have to break everything and then repair it just for no point to give you a movie. Absolutely. Uh, really well put. It is so infuriating to watch two and a half hours of film and for the net result to be like you know every it's just it's nothing nothing we come back literally to to step zero where we started yeah so the four of them having a good time like well yes charlotte physically uh gives you know like creates a person gives birth to another person emotionally Mm. uh she shows or is given no development. Um, nah, like she had a family, and now she's got a, a family with one more all of them, baby girl. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Okay. It's like all of them go through some sort of large life event. You know, like Charlotte. I know. So Miranda is rocked by Steve cheating on her. Um, which, by the way, the scene in which he confesses to that uh, is not just today. I think, but in general, some of the best acting in the entire film. And I think that fucking blows my mind that you say that. I do, I've I've never liked it. I think he's so like he does. I guess it's good acting, but I just the groveling thing, the like pound pooch, looking up at his eyes with his head tilted down. That's acting. Up at that's Hollywood. I don't think it's good acting though. I don't think it's like very intelligent acting. It's just so cartoonish. It's really like on hands and uh, it knees. Sells, it sells it for me. For and I think that's why I'm always like largely or mostly invested as much as I can be in Miranda and Steve's story. Um, but you know, like it, there's no net change in their relationship. And then uh, Big and like Carrie, they've already been through every variation of breaking up and getting back together. So like, the emotional impact that that can have on her, even if it's a big public jilting, is, you know, it's it's minimized. Like, it's it's the law of diminishing returns. Like, it will never rock her the same way it did the first or the second time because it's like she's been through it before. Yeah, so, I guess so. This is quite a di- – you have to say this is a, a bit of a different thing, though. Oh, the stakes are yes, quite different. but in the out- in outcome, no. Like, it's it turns out exactly the same. And then um, Samantha just goes, you know, like – goes back to being samantha it's this this it's just it's it's yeah. such a long-winded way and then for them to have the hubris to do it all again for a second movie as well and yeah but they break it and then rebuild it and we're like okay cool i guess you put it back together and then they're like oh but wait like, another movie it's like well hold on what are, what are yeah. you doing this time it's like well we're just going to break it and put it back together again it's like well, if you think the, if you think of the, yeah, if you think of the series as a finished artwork, 
the first, the, like it could be a sculpture, say, the first movie is like, oh, mm. we can make this better. And they pull it all apart and then put it back together again. And it looks a bit wonky. And you're like, oh, maybe yeah. we shouldn't have done that. And then it's like that guy did what was that? Um, <laughs> did you see that news story? This was about 10 years ago of a guy who was trying to repair the bit of Renaissance art and he used the right, the wrong kind of like acetate or whatever and wiped the paint off of this. Are beautiful, you describing like Fresno painting? And then he drew the ice the plot <laughs> of Bean disaster movie, possibly, but this happened in real life. This was a real thing. I remember because I, I was working in, in uh, on the radio at the time, and it was one of those classic, like you know, odd news stories that you gravitate towards. That you're just so <laughs> hungry for one of those fuckers coming out that's got legs when you're on the radio. And it was like legit the picture itself of this guy trying to repair the damage he did to this priceless historic artwork was sensational. <laughs> it was like someone with ballpoint pen trying to like recreate the eyes. Um, uh, well, that's, you know, it's of one of those great is, Renaissance paintings. That is exactly the process I think that um, this has gone through. This film, <laughs> like it, it, to me, they have finished something which is whole and complete, and you know, and art is objective, yeah, and yeah, but and beautiful, exactly. And then mm-hmm. uh, twice they've sort of they just couldn't resist. I mean, and actually, what better analogy than you and I? Going back to the honeypot, you know? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I don't like self-reflection, but you're right. Yeah, there's no bit of time for it. Um, yeah. All right, let's talk about that for a bit, Guy. Just briefly. I was... Bad I, idea? Uh, what, of us going back to the honeypot? Season four? Season four, bad idea? Oh, uh, right. I mean, right now, I think I can feel that you are in the, you feel the weight of what we're doing, uh, hang heavy around your neck and you think it's a bad idea. When I watched it this morning, I felt it was a bad idea, but I feel like we're getting somewhere today as unpleasant as the means of it might be. So I think, uh, not necessarily. And I, at this point, I'd like to say to you, Tim, uh, that I stumbled into mm-hmm. something this this week which could be of interest to you in the the wider Sex in the City, uh, specifically movie universe. Um, uh-huh. And that might be, uh, I don't know, sort of, it falls under the, you know, the umbrella of the origins of Coffee Guy and perhaps an understanding as okay. to why Coffee Guy might appear as he does in Sex in the City 2. Give me this. So when Carrie is interviewing St. Louise. I need this. Whatever you're about to say, I need this. I need backstory. I need lore. Well, I need Coffee Guy. So what, what do we know life. about Coffee Guy? Coffee Guy 
he needs loves the job. He needs to drink a lot of co- coffee very quickly, uh, and it needs mm-hmm. to be seen. You know, it's it's done in a in a, oh, in a public and yes. a showboating sort of way, which is like, hey, look, mm-hmm. hey, look, everyone, this guy's in a cafe. Hey, look, look at me. Yeah. don't look at me though. And here I go. In the in the world of the movie making business, you know, it's sort of like the movie saying, hey, look at this. It's a guy. He's in a cafe. He's drinking co- coffee. We know how cafes work. We know exactly what happens in cafes. People drink coffee. How quickly? It doesn't matter how quickly. They drink coffee. That's what they do in cafes. In the interview process, when Carrie's interviewing St. Louise, there is a man in the background of frame at the the Starbucks or the coffee shop uh, who's mm-hmm. sitting at a table by himself, and he shows up on screen no less than 12 times. How many sips of coffee do you think this? What? What do you mean? So he, he gets given to, in tw- you know how coffee goes in three frames. Like they keep going. Sure, they keep going back to a shot where he's like That's over right. the shoulder he's, of. It'd be of, listed um, as a as a featured extra in the film. You know, if if if, mm-hmm. if what I see or has anything is anything to go by. So we see him twelve times. How many sips of coffee do you think this guy takes? I don't. You tell me. I was going to take a guess, but now I'm scared. No, take How many? A guess. Four? Zero. Twelve? Zero. Okay. So he's anti-coffee we guy. We don't see him drinking coffee. We're lucky even to see this guy nibbling at a croissant. So what I think has happened is Mattress Pikelet King has yeah. seen this. He's borne the brunt of the feedback from the Java community. They've said... What in fuck's name was that? What sort of reputa- representation is that for coffee drinkers? That's not how people are mm. in cafes. Do you know what? Do you even know what people do in cafes, Mattress? Have you ever been to a cafe? <laughs> Calling Mattress Pike like by his first name is very funny to me, by the way. <laughs> Excuse me, Mattress. Listen <laughs> he here. Goes, he goes, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. I know, I know what happens in cafes. I know how it goes. <laughs> and so... He, uh, Do you think Mattress Pikelet King has never been in a cafe before he made the movies? Absolutely. And I think... And he's just kind of taking a guess. He's overcorrected. So in Sex and the City 2, mm. we go from some guy lounging around in a coffee shop who's just like barely, you know, getting by on the crumbs of a croissant. And everyone said, what in fuck's name was that? And he's gone, oh, okay, you want to see how it is in cafes? I'll show you how it is in cafes. Blamo. Fucking take that, critics. Take that, Robert right, Ebert. And everyone, yeah. Here's your copy. Robert Ebert, brother of Roger. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, yeah. and then so he's put put this into Sex and City 2 and everyone's going, well, that's not it either. <laughs> like, if, if, if there's any reason for Sex and the City 3 to exist, it's for yes. him to have another bite of the apple. To try and figure out what happens in a cafe. <laughs> to try and represent <laughs> coffee culture. We should, um, you and I should make a short film. We've been in cafes before. We should make a short film that is <laughs> called um, We've Been in there's Cafes. There's no dialogue. Before. It's called We've Been in Cafes Before. And it's just us like, um, you get the hubbub. So there's kind of background sound. And it's just shots never of heard what we feel. Hubbub <laughs> called a hubbub. <laughs> <laughs> really? Just that little, little. Uh, well, now I don't want to say it again for fear of being mocked. What's another word for it? Just a no, little. No, just say like, hubbub. Or, or as you were saying, hubbub, hubbub's hubbub. not how I say it. Hubbub. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how, that's how I've, I've always said it. I've said it so rarely. This is not hubbub. What is it? Hubbub. <laughs> Even that's so not just... quite it. But you're you're in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> You say it. You are the mattress pikelet king of pronouncing hubbub. Hubbub. It's definitely not hubbub. This is a weird emphasis. You put the emphasis there. Hubbub. It's like shalom or something. It's so weird. Hubbub. Anyhow, talk to me. Hubbub. Please tweet us through with your thoughts on this hubbub debate as well, or hubbub debate. Um, I don't even know how you would written down, communicate which side you're on, but we'd love to hear from you, uh, Guy Mont or Tim underscore Bat. 
uh fuck i don't know what was i talking about we're gonna make a short film guy and it's a display a showcase of what it's like to be in a real cafe short film uh beautifully shot maybe even black and white and uh yeah we're just going to showcase the the finer parts of cafe culture that sounds fantastic to me we'll find out mattress's address yeah we'll bloody we'll send it straight to him web or flesh world as you like to say the meat space that's an established term, by the way. I didn't make that up. Is that true? The meat spaces, yeah. Flesh worlds, I think, me fucking up <laughs> trying to remember the meat space. The me- it's like, you know, the online world or the meat space. I love it. Mm. Uh, it's goody. What was your shining light? Did we cover that yet? No, we haven't. We haven't spoken about I'd my shining light. It. Um, it's a little moment. It's at the rehearsal dinner. Um when Samantha's giving her speech and uh, she says, uh, you know, it is tradition for the maid of honor to, um, you know, dish embarrassing stories about the bride. And uh, everyone sort of, you know, is on tenterhooks. They're leaning in like, and then Samantha with perfect timing says, uh, but lucky lucky for her, we don't kiss and tell or, you know, yeah, words to that effect. And as she does so, uh, Miranda does sort of a pantomime performance of wiping sweat from her brow and uh, does a very cute little few, as in like, Phew, what a relief. I'm going to bring, I've got the movie in front of me. I'm going to bring that moment up so I can watch it. Um, and it's just nice. It's it's not, I feel like, I don't think it was scripted. I think that uh, Cynthia Nixon was feeling that particular scene and uh, it was just a, a good little ad lib that really uh, helps build out the world of the movie and the, the relationship between the the four central characters. That's cute. That's a good little moment you've picked there, guy. Good on you. you, you you're saying it in such glowing terms as if you actually enjoyed the watch this week. That's how good your shining light was. That's how good your performance was in delivering the shining light. You know oh, who was fucking you. shit? Just because I'm trying to find the time code of the moment you've described stanford blanche man i do not get what he's going for in this movie like that phone call that he has with carrie which got edited out of the original version i was watching from neon in new zealand didn't make the cut for that streaming service um it's bullshit man he's phoning it in with that phone call oh there it was it's at forty-one thirty-six in the version we've got Oh, for anyone playing along at home, you fucking weirdo, Tim. I'm so glad that time code's on the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've made a decision that uh, for some of the episode, like, pitches, I'm just going to have, what is it called? Like a snapshot from the movie, like a screen grab, so that you can see kind of a moment we're talking about. Won't do it for all Uh, of them, but for for some of them. That's very nice. Um, So it's it's the artwork of this episode. I agree with your observation, Ree Stanford. Um, and by turn, and I know this is kind of lazy and uh, generic of me to, to lump uh, Stanford and Anthony together. I mean, this is essentially the origins of their love story. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to love Anthony. You know, it's it's a little bit easier for him because he's a, a more of a sort of uh, loud and flamboyant character. But... It felt like this week all of his scenes, all of his lines were delivered with sort of, you know, a real flourish. Like all of his lines are sort of, he's quite exacerbated and his eyebrows are really high. And he's like, it's like stuffing a cream puff through a keyhole, you know, and he, he, he stamps <laughs> He's off. a fun character. He's a, yeah, he's yeah. a very fun or, character. You know, or when he observes uh, Samantha's put on weight and he goes, yeah. what's with the gut? And everyone looks Mother like, of God, what's yeah. with the gut? And everyone goes, you can't say that. And then he goes, well, she's eating something out there. <laughs> yeah, which is not because I every time I hear him say that, I get um, like it's such a loaded line. I'm like, that is something that your mother said when you were growing up. Like you are channeling your mother right now. And I love it. <laughs> Yeah, we have fun. Feels like a real all of the kind of Italian Sicilian characters, like New York Italian characters that I've seen in TV and movies. They, you know, it's 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 quintessential, man. I've seen that that character. I've seen that archetype. It's great, and you got that that little line from your mother, who's always concerned about making sure everyone's fed. It's great. 
it's just a yeah for all the the shit that um stanford's given us this week or this watch rather i'm all about anthony that's nice god bless um i'd also like to to do uh the segment that you've introduced tim called um pot quiz. quiz bitch pot quiz uh now as well you know tim after yes. Carrie disgustingly utters the line, um, "Colors outside the lines," but when he, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but when he does, he he's never colors outside the lines. What does she say? Well, they're really pressing her to discuss how many times her and Big have sexual intercourse. I know the, I know the, I know the context. I'm, but what's I'm, the exact I'm bringing, it makes me hell. I'm bringing the audience with us, mate. They haven't seen the movie fifteen times. No, but so, we've talked about the line at least fifteen yeah, times true. already. So, um, so she says, "I will say this: when big and when big colors, when big colors, he really." Colors inside the lines. He really stays inside the lines. Oh, is that? Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, stays inside. Yeah, the lines. fuck. It's just anyway. Horrible. And then, so from that from that scene, <laughs> jizz uh, everywhere, you know, man. Just he, he, come on the ceiling. Ugh. He goes to come back to the house. Mm. She goes to come back to the house, and she gets back to the house, and he's all fucking, you know, God knows what he's been doing. He's all barred up, and you know, flitting between being quite droopy and incredibly energetic in a terrifying way. Uh, but as she as she and the camera, you know, move through the kitchen towards where Big is standing with his shirt dishevelled outside while the curtains blow in an absolute gale, mm. um, and he keeps trying to tuck the top of his erection into his suit pants, uh, there's a <laughs> great a bit pot. of colour from you, guy. <laughs> there's a pot on the stove. Yeah. So as we move past the the four hobs, I got your classic four hob scenario. Sure. It looks like electric. Sure. Uh, on the back left hob, there's a pot. And now look, there is a chance that this is where the pot lives. Um, but I've spent enough time in this kitchen now. It's a nice kitchen. I know that there is a, a storage area for this pot. It okay. doesn't need to be on the hob. Yeah. Which suggests to me that Big's been cooking up something in that pot. He just got damn, home. I want to find out what it is. No, He's he's obviously been home a while. No, he just got the in house the door. isn't. He just got in the door. She just got in the door. Ah, oh. he's out. He's got the doors open. He's got a gale blowing through the house. Oh, I he's got a pant splitting she... erection. Oh, okay. She comes home to him. I've got it backwards. I thought uh, Carrie was out on the balcony and he comes home. No, you're right. Yeah, you're. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sorry. So, what's the question? Well, it's it's the pot quiz, Tim. Well, this isn't What's the, in the pot? This isn't the fucking sick. I mean, what? this is great, but this is a new segment, mate. Don't say this is the segment that you've been doing. This is a different thing. The whole this point is of, exactly the same thing. The point of the pot... We've been doing pot quiz. We've been doing pot quiz for weeks. The whole point of the pop quiz was so that because we are not watching it side by side, it is to keep each other honest, to reference little details, to make sure that we're actually tuning in on this movie every watch and and you know eventually picking up all the nuance and minutiae of this movie but i'll tell you what's in the pot it's beef stragonoff with a recipe that she garnered from magda from the old country uh, who carrie yeah it's carrie's recipe yes well no it's magda's and recipe it, it, but carrie made it that that means that the pot's been there and the stroganoff's been in that pot for the entire day. Exactly. Which means that the stroganoff has probably gone bad. No, stroganoff is one of those things. It's like a slow, it's a slow, uh, it's a slow meal, you know? You're a slow cooker. Yeah, you keep it, you get, you can keep it on the, on the hob while you're eating. But for you, you beef stroganoff been- on a low heat for upwards of 12, 14 hours, so go out, go about your business, come home. No, Beautiful. you don't. You Beautiful don't leave. You don't leave the stove going for the whole day. This and you're calling it Stragonoff? Stragonoff. <laughs> this is what makes it Magda's special family recipe, mate. You got to keep it on the um on the element for ages, and you got to make is sure it, it's is part you of. Also, here's the secret, guy. You got to make sure it's unattended, so you have to leave because of what yeah, Stragonoff never boils. <laughs> Part, well, you don't want your stroganoff to boil in the first place, but part of the recipe is uh, the, the element of risk or danger. Yeah. 
Is that what you're telling me? It's like how people say danger is my middle name. The secret ingredient is potential burning down of the house. <laughs> That's what makes it taste extra good. Wow. Well, it's nice to know. And it's nice to know that you've been paying attention to the film. Here's the pop quiz, bitch, for you this episode. Guy, what is the color of Miranda's bridesmaid's dress? Miranda. It's navy, or it's like a royal blue, actually. Fuck, nailed it without hesitation. Could I ask you another one? Because I wrote down two. Yeah. Um, what is the gift that Smith gets Samantha for Christmas? Uh, for Christmas. I will. I this is kind of a hard one because we see it very fleetingly as part of the um sort of New Year's Eve montage section of the film. It's just kind of like one little shot that we stay in for a few seconds. Uh, I I honestly I I know that my eyes have lingered on it before, but I need I need you to tell me. I'm sorry. It is. It's okay. It's all right. It is a clock with... Does this ring any bells? Keep talking. It's like a desk clock, but it's got two clocks. So it's got two time zones, which I assume one for LA and one for New York, one for each coast, so she can keep track of when she can call the gals. And it's a reasonable hour. That's very sweet. I mean, I've filled in the rest of it, but it's a dual desk clock. Yeah, yeah. He's a thoughtful guy. Um, Mm -hmm. If you... Uh, I've got I got a question for you. We yep. should probably get, wrap up soon. Yep. Is um, the fur is murder lady. Yes, God, she got me this week. <laughs> what sort of dog is she holding? Um, I don't know if this because I don't know my dog breeds very well. But is it like a Bichon Frise, like a fluffy white pooch? No. Ah, oh, fuck. Do you want to? Do you want to know? Or do you want to? Le- do you know I'll, what? I'm I'll, gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave that unresolved. Can I have one more guest? Give me one yeah. more. I've forgotten what they're called, but they're those dogs that look like little gentlemen, and they've got the little um, beards. Uh, what are they called? <laughs> a schnauzer. Is it a schnauzer? No, it's not a schnauzer. Fuck. I'm gonna leave that mystery unresolved, and then next mm-hmm. week. Your class assignment is to go out and come back and tell me. Okay, fair enough. That is a good question. Do you know the answer, like off the top of your head? I guess you you have to, or else you couldn't say I was wrong. Okay, that's good. Um, Hey, also just a heads up that Lin Manuel Miranda's in the film. He just he uh, in in the the meat space. He just tweeted us saying, "Oh, boys, you're going to see a lot of me. I move a uh, couch." (laughs) almost embarrassed to say uh in 14 unprompted watches didn't see the guy but uh uh, i i didn't it's pretty you would not guess that that guy's lin-manuel miranda unless lin-manuel says that's me and then you look and you're like oh yeah yeah so that's quite cool and he, he's a it's a strong performance so convincing you know in his work as as a mover you'd have absolutely no idea what that guy is working on behind the scenes I was you like, that my initial reaction when he tweeted is I was like, oh, that's fucking classic sex in the city. Oh, okay. I've got two things I want to say to wrap this up, guy, because one really made me mad. I was like, this is classic sex in the city, isn't it? You've got like um, this incredible artistic talent, a guy who wrote the, um, went on to write the most popular musical, um, you know, of the last probably 20 years in America. And uh, because he's Puerto Rican, they've relegated him to the furniture removal guy. Well, Fucking that's that, that's what I feel like every time I'm at a sports game, you know, and I I don't get called onto the field. I'm like classic sports. You got the greatest <laughs> fucking athlete of our generation sitting in the rafters. Definitely and you're not even going to you're not even going to bring him down onto the field or the, the yeah. court or whatever, you know. Yep, definitely the same. Definitely the same. The thing, um, and and this will be the final point that I make. When they go to the fucking auction, Carrie's line is, um, it was a rare event that brought all kinds of New York women together. And you go in there and you're like, are you fucking joking me, Carrie Bradshaw? Everyone is a millionaire to set foot in the building. (laughs) Are you joking me, mate? All New York women. 
That Fuck is you. Decidedly true. Uh, but to try and put a positive spin on that, how great did the costume department do on the extras at that divorce auction? Everyone yeah, looks really good. Like they're in the right place, you know. Um, not a you know, like every it paints a very loud and vivid picture of the specific types of people who are at the auction. I agree with your point that Carrie lives in a you know in a bubble in a fantasy world, but um, yeah, big props to costume for uh, for what they pulled off there. Also, shout props out to, to props, shout out the casting who deployed a British accent very well to uh, enhance the fanciness of the situation. The auctioneer is a Brit, and you're sort of like, <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about that. Aren't we in good company? <laughs> hey, there was something that I threw at you the other day. I messaged you something. I was listening to something on one of the first episodes, and it was oh, a thread was that we didn't about, pick up. Was um, it about Paul? Coffee guy. Is that his name? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Who's credited as Elaine's friend. And then Elaine isn't in the credits of the film. That's right. So we, fuck, I forgot about that. We have got to put our spectacles on and okay. uh, where's Wally, the shit the... out of coffee guy. Oh, we've run so long. God damn it. I'll put this We're to fine. you. fine. 48 minutes. You're all good, mate. Um, Mattress Pike Clip might have backdated the IMDb credits so that coffee guy is in the first this... one. Uh, so he's yeah. like... Yeah, I know about cafes. Right. This makes perfect sense. Um, You're a detective guy. It's been great to talk to you. It's been so fucking horrible watching the film today. And I can't wait to do it all again real soon with you, my friend. Man, you are not in a good space. (laughs) See ya. Bye. We just have a good rhythm together. He sort of feels me out, I feel him out, and uh, we go for it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.